8.18. So the leaders of North and South Korea signing an historic agreement on Friday. It's been called the Panmunjom Declaration, seeking a formal end to the Korean War and the complete denuclearization of the peninsula. Those are the, the sort of main headlines. We've spoken already on today's show about some of the other issues like changing North Korea's time zone back to South Korea. That's going to happen on May 5th. North Korea's state media announcing that today. Also seeking family reunions of divided relatives and bringing in other parties like Japan. Professor Park Wongon from the School of International Studies at Handong University joins us now on the line to go into more detail in digesting what we have to look at here. Good morning to you. Good morning. And maybe we should start with your overall assessment just to get a gauge of whether you're feeling optimistic or whether you're more in the cautious camp. Well, definitely it is a historical moment. There's no doubt at all. We will remember April 27th year 2018 for a long time. And there are several significant meanings. First, for the first time after Korean War, North Korea leaders was coming down to South Korea, although South Korean president, two previous presidents, they visit North Korea. And second one is also for the first time North South Korea seriously talk about denuclearization issue. North Korea has been refused to talk denuclearization issue with South Korea because they insist it is the issue that needs to talk with the United States. And finally, North South Korea can continue to talk about peace and reconciliations. This is a huge change when we compare it with last year. Last year, we all remember that we are talking about the war on the Korean Peninsula. So it's a very meaningful summit. For those who are negative about this summit, what what are the possible drawbacks? Because previously the criticisms were that South Korea gave away too much, like literally in financial incentives to North Korea. Whereas this time around, South Korea has been very keen, haven't we, to, uh, to try to distance any sort of particular practical benefit for North Korea beyond the obvious cooperation that comes with denuclearization? Well, when we compare these previous two summits, it is, this summit is pretty much different. First, uh, April 20th summit is uh, the year 2000, the first summit that North and South Korea have. There are already agreements about North Korean nuclear issues, so-called the Geneva Agreement in 1994. So North and South Korean leaders, then uh, Kim Dae-jung and Kim Jong-il, uh, they can talk about these other issues such as reunification. And for 2007 summit and similar situation, because in year 2005, there was so-called September 9th declaration to agree to denuclearize of Korean Peninsula. So in year 2005, North South Korea mainly talked about how to improve inter-Korean relationship. But however, this year, the 20, April 20th summit is since we have not had any this kind of agreement of North Korean denuclearization, we have no choice but to focus on nuclear issue. And about the economic cooperation, uh, without any progress to nuclear issue, it is practically impossible to have any meaningful economic activity between North and South. So you are talking about some drawback. Yes, I have uh, some you know, problem with especially the definition of this complete denuclearization of South the Korean Peninsula is have a very would be a several different interpretations yeah. about yes this one too. That's exactly what I wanted to ask you next. North uh, Korean uh, leader right, Kim okay. Jong un 
signing on to this declaration that stipulates complete denuclearization. And then over the weekend, we had clarification that he will be apparently inviting outside experts and journalists to witness the closure of the Pungari test site. Mm-hmm. But we already knew that. We North Korea had already said it would be shutting down that test site. That The bigger question was, mm-hmm. is North Korea going to dismantle and give up its actual nuclear weapons? And, and whether we can even be sure that it's done that. Well, what, what's going to happen next? Sure. Because we are not that sure about this intention about Kim Jong-un at this moment, although we have this declaration of a complete of Korean de- denuclearization. But still, this contentious that whether this means that denuclearization, denuclearization of North Korea or denuclearization of Joseon Peninsula. Joseon is what North Korea calls for Korea. There are huge differences between these two. Denuclearization of North Korea means to get rid of all nuclear capability in North Korea. On the other hand, denuclearization of Joseon Peninsula implies that concurrent action should be taken by both North and South, including withdrawal of nuclear umbrella that has been provided by the United States for South Korea, in some sense, withdraw USFK. So we need to once again clarify the intention of North Korea. I'm not sure whether this pledge and this summit itself can be uh, can verify this intention of uh, the Kim Jong-un and North Korea. Well, this is the the million-dollar question then right now. Yes. And, and, we've, mm-hmm. and so question I put to our previous guests, I'd like to ask you as well what you think. When, when we have U.S. Security Advisor John Bolton using the Libya example as a precedent for what the U.S. is seeking out of North Korea. Can you see any circumstances in which Kim Jong-un would or, or even should accept that? Uh, well, at this moment, I'm not that 100% sure, 100% clear about this intention. I already mentioned that. But it is pretty clear that there are two very huge differences between United States and North Korea. First, about the denuclearization. First is speed of denuclearization. U.S. demands very fast denuclearization, while North Korea wants to have the phase, so-called phase denuclearization. In other words, they wanted to slide the issue. This they've been doing for several times, and to deal it step by step. And second one is compensation. North Korea definitely wants to have a compensation in each stage of denuclearization process. On the other hand, the United States does not have any intention to compensate North Korea until North Korea have completely dismantled its nuclear weapon. So there are two very different still exist between North Korea and the United States. We've spoken at length about the denuclearization side of this, but there was also the uh, hope to have a peace treaty, and that apparently mm-hmm. will be converted, the armistice, into a peace treaty within this year. Uh, presuming that goes ahead. Is that really significant after decades since the de facto end of the Korean War? Well, it is true that this declaration includes this promise, but it's a little bit misleading because uh, the the sentence is not that clear. But I just checked with these officials in the uh, presidential office, the Chongwad and Blue House. They are saying that the end of Korean War, proclaimed the end of the Korean War, that will be held in this year, but it does not mean to convert the amnesty into peace treaty this year. So they are going to just start to talk about this peace treaty, but 
it's not going to be uh, have this tree within the year. So, and this is we have to clarify because this is very important. This uh, peace tree itself is the, what the North Korea has been uh, the demand for long period time because they definitely wanted to have a guarantee of their um, the regime security. So this it is one of the measures that they wanted to have uh, from the United States and South Korea and even international community in return of their giving up their nuclear weapons. So this is important. Yeah, I mean, presumably also one of the most significant elements would be from a South Korea-US perspective, because if we're in a state of peace officially, then that would affect the, the US military role. Yes, yeah, I, as I just mentioned that without any progress of the nuclearization of North Korea, if we just have uh, this peace treaty, it will bring lots of, you know, the important issues such as the possible withdrawal of U.S. forces in Korea or even the uh, hold of this joint military exercise between United States and South Korea. Even if we are going further, as I just mentioned, that North Korea probably can uh, demand that withdraw the nuclear umbrella for South Korea from the United States. And those uh, there are very important issues. So for South Korea and United States, we have to go this history with the process of denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. I personally do not oppose this uh, the agreement of history itself, but it should go with this, you know, very verified process of denuclearization of North mm. Korea. Professor Park, thank you very much for joining us today. All right, thank you.